wonder how you'd move a giraffe? Well, as the keepers at Disney's Animal Kingdom can tell you, it takes planning, patience, and consistency. Travel commencing in T minus 10 seconds and counting. This is Seeker. Listen up. We've got to get in, grab the iguanodon, and get out before that asteroid hits. Let's roll. W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 489, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best possible vacation experience when you go to the Disney parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic every week with the podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, my books, audio tours, special events, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So this week, I invite you to travel back with me to Pandora, the world of Avatar, in Disney's Animal Kingdom, and join me around the table for a live restaurant review of the Satuli Canteen. We'll explore the incredibly well-themed environment filled with Navi art and details from the original RDA mess hall, and we're also going to sample almost everything on the unique, healthy, and diverse menu. I'll also announce and open up spots for a new special WW Radio event coming next year that's going to take us on an adventure, including some of the magic that happens backstage. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have some additional updates, announcements, your voicemails, and more. So sit back... Relax and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. This coming Friday to Sunday, July 14th through the 17th, is the fifth Disney's D23 Expo out in Anaheim, California. I'm going to be back there again, partnering up once again with Mouse Fan Travel. We're going to be on the floor in the Emporium in the Collectors Forum all three days. If you're going to be out there for Expo, please come by and say hi. But if you can't make it out to the event, I am once again, for the fifth time, going to be broadcasting all three days live from the show floor and the entire event itself. You can go to d23expolive.com. More importantly, that's going to take you right to the WW Radio Facebook page. So be sure to not only like the page, but turn on notifications. This way, you can be there for the fun, the games, the contests, prizes, interviews, live broadcasts, and special surprises we have in store just for those of you who are watching from home or work. I don't judge. That's fine. Again, it's Friday to Sunday, July 14th through the 16th d23expolive.com and here's a little hint if and when you watch be sure and share your thoughts and comments on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and use the hashtag d23expolive 
You'll be glad you did. I hope to see you in the box. That's what it's called when you watch. So I hope to see you in the box or better yet on the show floor at the booth for our handshake and hug this weekend. Pandora, the world of Avatar, opened about 4.4 light years away from Disney's Animal Kingdom in May 2017. I really believe that this land changed the landscape of the theme park experience. And I don't just mean the physical landscape, but but for us as guests, our expectations in terms of transformative, interactive, immersive experience. When you come to Pandora, if you listen to the review that we did in of Pandora on show 467, I believe, you'll hear us talk about not just the attractions, but the environment in and of itself. And I think every aspect of this land really has been a step, a massive step forward, a leap forward in the use of technology, in the use of environment, in the use of what we continue to talk about of, of transformative immersive experiences. And that's not just for you, true for the land and for the attractions, but for the shop and, of course, for the dining as well. And today, we have made the journey into Pandora to do a live review of Satuli Canteen. I almost was going to say, I was almost going to hint to how much I enjoy Satuli Canteen before I got to the introduction, but I don't want to give too much away as a spoiler. And joining me on this culinary uh, expedition, as it were, is longtime friend, fellow... I don't know, what do you call yourself? Video blogger, videographer, Disney enthusiast. Um, he goes by the name of Big Fat Panda, and that's what we'll call him. But I know him as my friend, John Sakari. How insulting you could have just said Panda. No, that's fine. <laughs> and we're here with two other guests that are exciting me, actually, today. You're just excited because you know that with more people means we can order more food, Absolutely. and there's a lot more to sample. And they are tiny people, so I think there will be more food to have if the tiny people don't finish. I'm, listen, tiny are you, he's looking across the table oh. at us calling us the tiny people. I'm vertically challenged. Right. And joining me is a fellow not-so-tiny person, Marion Mangello. Hi. Do you know how to say anything in Navi yet? Hola. No. <laughs> Hola? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know. It's like, um, Ewa. No, what they come? I see I see you. No. And soon I'm going to look at the food and I'm going to say, I see you and I want to eat you. But Nicholas Mangello is here as well. Banshees. Banshees everywhere. <laughs> you know they're going to take over the tiki room. That's the plan. The, yeah. the banshees are all going to take over the tiki room. They're going to eat the birds and become their own thing. It's a long way for the banshees to fly 4.4 light years away. But So I think we've all dined here before. Uh, we were John and I were here for, uh, we were invited to a media preview before the park opened. Um, we've eaten here with my kids a couple times. And I wanted to experience it first and give it some time before I came back to do a dining review. And I think part of the reason why, John, we were so excited about coming to do this was you'll see from not just the the ordering experience, but the menu itself, too, I think is also a leap forward in terms of the types of offerings that they have, the way you can create and craft your, your, uh, your own meal, and the fact that I think 
depending on how you do it, you know, it's there's a lot of very healthy options there as well. They really did some daring things too with the menu because you, it, they're things that are unfamiliar to people, but they're pretty good. And I was scared of the menu because as much as you would look at me and think I eat everything, I'm really picky. But I liked almost everything on that menu. Thank God you're even picky. Kid, even could you imagine? <laughs> even the kids stuff. Did you see the hot dog? Yeah, oh yeah. It's. Uh... And we'll we'll go through and we'll sample a lot uh, from the menu. Try the banshee. It's delicious. No. It tastes like chicken. Delicious and nutritious. All right, so why don't we I make our way in? Oh, <laughs> I can't believe he went there. All right, let's make our way in to Satuli Canteen. Right now, we're sitting outside, and we've talked about this on the review. But Satuli Canteen, when you look at this building, you see this was from the old RDI presence here when this was their the sort of commissary. Uh, but you can see how the uh, the Navi have. Um, taken over by implementing a lot of their craft work and their handiwork and some amazing, beautiful beadwork. It's worth mentioning, for those that don't know, the land takes place after the fifth movie, this formal coming, when the conflict has ended. So that's why you're saying it's after the... What's the argument? So it's a generation after the Avatar movie, when the the research development initiative was here. Basically, the, the military and the mining operations that were here are now long gone. And so now this is a place of exploration and conservation, much like Disney's Animal Kingdom. But, you know, John, as we're walking in, you can see how this building, and I love the little bit of the detail, a the rust work. Come in and do not look up. Yeah. If you look up, there's so much to look at. And isn't it all like night, real crafted stuff? It's not just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything is handmade. But you just like if, as you walk through the queue of Flight of Passage, you see where the RDI building has um, gotten old and decrepit and rusted out, and then it's overgrown, really, nature with, over, with right? nature and the Navi. And like you said, look at the chandeliers, look at the beautiful beadwork. And as you're walking in, there's like a... Almost like a like guides you like the line, and there are like the tools and the and the things that the Navi use to like make their food and like to, like live. So that's pretty. Cool. Yeah, there's an organic element, just like the queue. There's an organic element to the the structure itself. Um, and as we're walking in, we are greeted by some. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we're greeted by some folks even before we get onto the line who are handing us menus. So we should mention something, too, even uh, before we get in. This is one of the first locations in Walt Disney World that has mobile ordering. Now, I haven't done this as yet, but I have some friends who tried it, where you order using the app. You basically say when you want to come get your food, and they have told me it's been flawless. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's flawless. When you get here, you say, I've arrived, and the food's waiting for you, and they charge you right on the app. That's pretty amazing. That's, and they're starting to implement that in other restaurants throughout Walt Disney World. This is a, a really neat place to have tested. So, you know, we're talking about the ways to have a more efficient and effective vacation. You know, Fast Pass, obviously, I mean, I think that's a game changer. And because you're not getting charged till so you say, I'm here, it's okay to make the order. And then if plans change and you don't say, I'm here, you're not being charged for it. So that's And Disney's not creating and, and wasting food. Right, exactly. So, Marion, it looks like in some of these... Um, sort of openings and pods, there's descriptions of what yeah, some of these items are. Like, a home tree bowl. It almost kind of reminds me of a museum because they give you descriptions and almost like backstory on everything that's there. So it's really cool. You know, I sort of get the feeling like, you know when you walk into Animal Kingdom Lodge and there's a lot of the handiwork that's there and the little displays? 
that's the same kind of feeling that I got here. So as we're walking into... I've always been so hungry, I completely bypassed this. <laughs> but now because of Marion, I'm looking at it. And this is why we're so we're, we're friends, because I think the same thing. So <laughs> when you, you really walk... <laughs> no. So when you walk in... So first of all, there's a, a bit of a show kitchen showing you where the food is um, being grilled over an open flame. So I love that, because you see that everything is being made fresh. Yes. Nothing here is frozen. Yeah, there's like a, a gigantic double grill. I'm famished and excited yeah, yeah. beyond belief. I, I've not seen <laughs> so as you see, there's two there's two queues when you walk in. There's a mobile ordering queue, and there's a regular queue. In the mobile ordering queue, people are just walking in and going to um, to pick up their order. Well, they're like pretty pictures. Yeah, and so as you're wandering through the queue, there are pictures of the Navi. There are pictures of some of the plant and animal life. Um, uh, from Pandora itself. And then as we're going to turn the corner to the other side, take a look on the left-hand side, Mariner, because you'll see there are letters from Marshall Lamb, the founder of ACE, to the board talking about um, uh, how they have been able to come in and work with the Navi. And I love the sort of the handwritten letters as well as some of the photos of Marshall Lamb and some of the other folks working with uh, the Navi as well. So, <laughs> so you know who that is, right? So Marshall Lamb. I don't know if I should give this oh, away. Yes, it's just you do. It's John Landau. From Ace. It's John Landau. That's sort of John Landau's alter ego is Marshall Lamb. There's like a stain almost on the wall from where things used to be. But at some point, weapons were at some point drilled into the wall. So there's almost like the staining of where it used to be. A banshee burger. All right, so before we get up to the front, let's take a look at the menu itself. So what I love about this is it's a create your own satouli bowl. So I, for, for analogy purposes, it's sort of like chipotle, chipotle on Pandora because you select your protein, select your base, and then select your sauce. There's slow roasted sliced grilled beef, chopped wood grilled chicken, sustainable fish filet, and the chili spice crispy fried tofu, which I was delicious. And there's also another option, which are steam oh, so pods, mayo <laughs> buns. But wait, let's, all right, let's, let's stick with the bowl first, because then after your protein, you pick your base, quinoa, vegetable salad, red and sweet potato hash, mixed whole grain and rice, romaine and kale salad, and then you have an option for a sauce, a charred onion chimichurri, mm. black bean vinaigrette, or a creamy herb dressing. So do any of you guys take a look there and, and anything jump out at you in terms of what you want to try? Um, I want to try the pods. <laughs> All right, Nicholas is going right to the steam pods. Um, we lo- Listen, we love Asian food collectively as a family. The bao buns. The bao buns are delicious. There's a vegetable yes, you had them curry. Last. I know. We, that's what, listen, how do you think I have this, this beautiful little pear like thing? <laughs> There's a vegetable curry pod or a cheeseburger pod, which are $10.99. We'll definitely get one or both of those. But in terms of the bowl, what are you thinking? Uh, chicken rice with charred onion chimichurri. Okay. Nicholas? I think the bowl, I, if I were to get a bowl, but I'm going to get the pods, I'd probably get the beef with the rice and the charred onion chimichurri, but I'm getting the cheeseburger pot. So why don't you get a cheeseburger chuck pot and a kid's bowl? So let's see a portion size of a kid's bowl because you can get the slow roasted beef, the chicken, the fish, or the tofu in a kid's size as well. 
So why don't you pick one as a kid's version? I think I'm going to get um, a bowl with the beef, the, the grain and rice, and then the black bean vinaigrette. All right, so you're getting beef. John, you're getting... Chicken, rice, chicken, chicken onion. Nicholas, you're gonna get a kid, you want to get a kid's bowl? I want to get just pure... Because he just wants pure oh, bow bun. So maybe, just for fun, we're all going to share, aren't we? <laughs> that wasn't good with you. No, we'll, yeah. we'll get, get that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so should I get the fish or the tofu? Hmm. Get the tofu. Just get the tofu. How are you guys today? Good, Enrique. How are you? Very good. Where are you from originally? I am obviously, I mean, we're all from Earth, but I was born in Bowling Green, Ohio. Oh, nice. On Earth, I think. How long have you been on uh, Pandora? I've been here for almost over three months. Wow. Yes, it is a phenomenal experience. Yeah, you love it? Yeah, I get transmissions from home all the time. They said, you want to come back? <laughs> Not anymore. What's your favorite? So, what, I assume you eat at the Satuli Canteen. What's your favorite item on the menu? Out of everything, it's definitely going to be ordering a chicken bowl along with a red and sweet potato hash with the chimichurri sauce. And what I like to do is mix everything up and take one big bite. So you get a bite of everything on there. You're getting everything you said but the rice instead of the sweet potato hash. I don't want to. I mean, you can never go wrong with the rice. This is true. I just like to mix it up a little bit and get more to your dish. And so I think we should probably get... We've had the desserts before. The chocolate cake with a banana cream cheese mousse. It doesn't get a great review, usually. I want to try But that that blueberry Blueberry cheese cheese is the best. So good. All right, we're doing blueberry cheesecake. Amazing. Six. Six, thank you. So here you obviously you go through the queue and then you're assigned a, a station to go up to in order to place your order. And then in terms of drinks, they have a number of different draft beers, wines, um, and specialty drinks as well. There's a Pandoran Sunrise, which we've had before. The pongu Pongu is delicious. It's so good. Oh, wait, the Pandoran Sunrise is what oh, No, it's not the Pong. Yeah, sorry. Pandora Sunrise. Pandora Sunrise. Is that what sorry. you're going to get? Yeah, that's what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a Pandora Sunrise. You better go get a job. That's what you better go get. <laughs> I want a regular fountain drink because they have blue Powerade. And you know what that is? That's special Navi juice. <laughs> that is. I mean, you have to say that when you're having it. Why do you think they got blue Powerade? Of course. All right. You want a Navi juice? Yeah. He's going to go, he's gonna go, um, he's gonna go with the specialty Pandora and Sunrise. And there is also, a, um, there's, is also a, an alcoholic version of that as well, which I don't... Oh, it's the... Um, I'm not sure there's, a, there's an alcohol... Okay, it's the Dreamwalker Sangria is what I was thinking of. Um, in terms of kids' meals, they also have a, uh, a tell-you hot dog wrapped in a bun and cheese quesadilla, as well as some of the, um, the bowls as well. Knock yourself out, kid. Um, can I have the, um, a bowl with beef... Uh, the rice and uh, the black bean vinaigrette. And drink? Oh, and a Pandorian sunrise. Pandorian sunrise. Yeah. Can I please have a cheeseburger pods with a Pandora sunrise? Do you want the kids version or the adult? Adult, please. Thank you. Like a Pandorian sunrise, correct? An adult, adult comes with two, kids comes with one. Okay. Do we, do we have Becky Megan's visa? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, but this oh. one's on me. Don't worry. Okay, could I get a... Chopped wood grilled chicken. That is not white meat, correct? Um, it's going to be... It's, it's, not, it's not breast, it's thigh. Yes. We don't have a choice of breast, right? Sorry. Okay, no, no, let me get that still. With the whole grain, mixed whole grain and rice. Okay. Yes. And the charred onion chimichurri here sauce. Hello again. Hello, Bill. And should I get the hot dog just for us to all split? Sure. 
A fountain drink and a kid's hot dog. You want to do it with a fountain beverage? Yes. Oh, no, I don't think we need another fountain. Just the one. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yes, I'm going to have... I'm, so I'm thinking the chili spice crispy fried tofu. Okay. What do you think is a good base and sauce to add up to that? For the tofu, I really like the rice. I think the rice is delicious. Or the quinoa and ki- uh, quinoa salad is very good. Mm. All right, I'm going to... You said rice first. I'm going to go rice. <laughs> and then I dig the black bean vinaigrette. So I'll go black Ooh. bean vinaigrette. You want to do that one as well? Again? Uh, oh, wait. Which, which, which of the dressings did you like? I like the creamy herb a lot. All right, we'll try creamy herb then. Okay. Good. And then I'll have a fountain drink as well, please. Anything else, guys? That's it. And are there tables in Wonderland or annual pass discounts? No, unfortunately not now, but hopefully soon. Did you get us one dessert? Oh, and we need the, how do I forget? We need the uh, blueberry thing, please. You would have remembered. (laughs) I know you. You would have remembered. (laughs) So as quickly as I was able to return to the table... After going up to, and to, you can sort of pour your own fountain drink, getting the actual, by the way, silver, silver, like it's not silver, but metal silver, which I love. It's like a Disneyland thing, having the, my kids had already started to dig in. John said, that's not true, that's not true. <laughs> Nick, John said, Nick, did your, did your bow bun come with a bite already in it? So you guys have already started digging in. Nicholas, and I'll post photos in the show notes. You have two sort of half softball size bow buns as well as a, um, a crunchy vegetable slaw and a variety of, of um, like fried vegetable chips. We were talking about this online, but describe what that bow, <laughs> although your mouth has been filled completely. Wait, take, take a breath and then tell me what is already. it. He ate the bun already. Okay. Well, he's still finishing his first one. It literally tastes like a cheeseburger from heaven. That's like, it's like an inside out. It's like an inside out cheeseburger. It's like a. Oh my god, it's really good. Like the, I'm really surprised the bun on the outside tastes like a real hamburger bun, but it's like delicious. It's so good. Well, what I like about the bao bun, you know, sometimes with bao buns, they can be very doughy, very like overly marshmallowy. It's not so much so that you lose the, the taste of the cheeseburger and stuff inside. Nicholas, since you're like three quarters of the way done already, what do you think? It's basically taking a Big Mac and just like blending it up and then just putting it in a bun, and that's what makes it good. And you got a you got a really big portion too of the slaw, and I'm gonna try one of these little Pandoran chips there. Okay, now wait. Let me see if this goes from memory. Okay. Do you guys get? A spice that's different, though? Like a cardamom or a cinnamon or something? Do you get it? Yeah. Okay. No, I'd, I'd like to get more of it, but Nicholas, you put your fingers near his, his food, he might bite those off, too. Do you get it? Like a little yeah. spicy something? Something different. But not a hot, it's not a no, hot spice. Not it's, hot. A, it's a, a spiced spice. I don't even know if I'm saying, like, if it's sage or cardamom or, I don't know what it is. It, it could be parsley, sage, rosemary, yeah. thyme. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very pleasant. Very pleasant. Nice, I like that. And that comes in at ten ninety nine. Do I? I can have another bite. Sure. Mm. Now this area of the chicken, I have not touched. If anybody wants some chicken. All right, Marion. So you had the slow roasted, sliced grilled beef. That was twelve ninety nine again with the vegetable slaw and the yogurt boba balls. Oh no! Right and the rice and the black bean vinaigrette. 
It is so good. Like, it's delicious. I love the sauce on the rice with the beef and with the, the little boba balls and the slaw. It's really, really good. Like, I love it. It gives kind of like a sweet, tangy flavor, the sauce. With the rice, it's a really good, like, textural difference. And the beef, they give you a lot of beef, and it's, like, kind of like sliced like bacon, like thick-cut bacon. And it's a lot of it, too. It's so good, and it's cooked perfectly. So two things. You're right. I know there's a lot of meat lot. in all these plates, and you are not normally a meat eater, so I love the fact that you are enjoying this. But you know what, too? Again, like a lot of meats, you have to, if it's not cooked properly... You know, roast beef can be very tough. It's very, very tender and super juicy, too. I haven't tasted that because I'm not... If it's beef I'm going to eat, I want it well done. But there is a lot there, and she's enjoying it. I can attest to this. All right, and John, you have the chicken? Yes, and I love it. Please taste it. I haven't taken anything from there. And I rather white meat breast, but the truth is I don't miss it with this because it tastes so good. I like the the chicken's got like a a smoky flavor because we see it being cooked yeah. on the open flame so it has a really nice um, spice and smokiness to it it tastes like it's been like smoked for like a really long time but it's really a, yeah. like you watch it get smoked and then you can watch it them take and it's juicy too which so you know again if you took cook it too long chicken get very dry and tough and then i'm kind of embarrassed to say this i thought there was a pesto sauce on it and marion goes no i think that's the sauce you ordered and yes that was the chim onion charred onion chimchur- chimichurri sauce and it's really good it's good to always have a 13 year old around yeah. to correct you whenever you're wrong now this i ordered the chili spiced crispy fried tofu which if you've had tofu before either like in miso soup this is cooked differently it's cooked in small sort of die sized cubes of very very lightly cooked so before I even mix it in right oh yeah it doesn't taste like you're eating like the same type of yeah right it tastes like kind of like a fish kind of something I'm really like like a peppery Mm -hmm. That chili, spice. Spice. that chili, I like that little bit of heat. I would not miss meat with that, and that's the second time in my life I've tried tofu. So I'm going to really mix good. it around a little bit and put some of the, I have the creamy herb dressing. So what I think that, I think what the herb dressing will do is cut a little bit of the heat if you're sensitive yeah. to the chili. And the, the fry around it is like perfect. It's not like a right. deep fry where it's like super crispy and crunchy but it, it, it gives it a nice textural difference and it's really good it's not even like a crust i mean it's just like you said no. a very little bit of texture it's like a skin yeah like a skin on like a nice skin that like you can bite into it it gives it a nice bit of crunch with a nice little bit of like the peppery chili spice and like it just finishes all up with the tofu on the inside and that, and that thing with the tofu like there's no textural you know sometimes again there's different types of tofu in terms of its, its density and uh, its texture. There's no sort of issue with it being uh, chewy or anything like that. Like, I've, I had this once before, and I was surprised that I ordered and liked the tofu so much so that I ordered it again. It's not gummy, is what you mean. Yeah, I've had it where it was kind of gummy. This is not. This tastes, if you told me it was chicken, I might believe you. It tastes like chicken. It tastes like banshee. And this has, too, some of those little boba balls. By the way, how are, tell me how your Pandoran Sunrise is, or what's left of it. It's really good. You know, it tastes kind of similar to the drink that you can get at, what is it called, Kona? Like that uh, guava, what is it called? 
It's like that orange like one. Like the pog juice? Yeah, pog. Passion it tastes orange. like that almost, but a little bit more refreshing and less sweet, which I really, really like. It's super good. The color, the color, like the sea view, but it's delicious. It's like a very good drink that has like a pineapple feel because it has a pineapple on it's it. melon. It's melon. Uh, with like the refreshing stuff. And then... Not to change the subject from that, but what is this coleslaw stuff? What is this? What is it? It's like slaw. A crunchy, a crunch, a crunchy vegetable slaw. It's really good. And I think you're right. Like, I was eating it sort of, you know, in portions, but when you mi- I love yeah, stuff in bowls. I'm like a bowl guy. <laughs> Sit, sitting on the couch with a giant bowl of X. So when you mix it all around, you get... And, and so I had the, um, again, the tofu, the tofu with the mix. Again, it's a whole grain rice, so it's a bit of a healthier instead of a white rice. It's delicious because you get the crunch of that, a little bit of the spice from the tofu. And again, John, I think you made a good point. Unless you told me I was eating tofu, I almost wouldn't know what that was. Um, Oh, there's something else I was just going to say. Oh, we mentioned that the silverware is, you know, real silverware. It also pays to mention you're not eating this out of a plastic bowl. This is, uh, hold on. Oh, it's not ceramic, but it doesn't feel like plastic. Yeah, it's almost like a ceramic yeah, in like between. a, like a Corel stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like a lot is that it doesn't really tell you to put, you know, this with this or that with that. Anything can go with yeah. anything, which I really like. You can mix and match and try different things. And if you know that you like the rice, but you want to try a different meat or a different sauce to, you know, make it different, it's it's quite good. And I'd imagine that any of these switched around mm-hmm. would be really good, too. I'm also watching Nicholas go at these vegetable chips. And would you say they were any different than potato chips? Like they're almost like terra chips, right? Yeah, they're like terra chips. They're like, and each different like color of chip is like different. Like yeah, the orange blue. one tastes a little sweeter, like a sweet potato. And then the yeah, it is. Then it's a blue potato, sweet potato, and just regular potato. And they all have a different. Taste and different. And again, you got a. There's a. You got a. In addition to the two large bao buns, you got a really nice portion of the slaw and the chips. Why doesn't somebody take this um, Pandoran knife and cut up that little um, the Telu all beef hot dog wrapped in dough as one of the? Because we have to try some of the kids' items. Marion, help them out. As I'm eating this, and tell me, if I'm, I think you're going to agree with this. I keep being reminded of how easy it would have been for them to slap a quick, you know, burger, taco. They really went to work. Somebody thought, all right, listen, we know people aren't going to eat the weirdest thing in the world, but we want to make it Pandora, and we just want to make it accessible to humans. It really does feel like they really went the extra mile. Well, I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's themed very well. I think they add an element of story to it. I think the food is, is made fresh, which I really, really like. I think because it's a create-your-own-bowl, there's a wide variety. There's healthy options in terms of... Wait, what? Is this the first theme park to have quinoa? I don't think I've ever seen that. The first place I ever had quinoa ever, like on the planet, was at Boma for breakfast. Really? And I've become a... Like, I love quinoa. I prefer to my father as the quinoa king. And my mom is the quinoa queen. (laughs) This does feel a little like... I would say it has a Boma-esque feel Mm -hmm. to it. Would you say that? Or Sanaa feel. And it, it almost, it's a counter-service restaurant, but it does not feel like a super fast, quick service, like hurry up and eat and get out not kind of thing. All. It's a very relaxed kind of environment as opposed to some other locations. It really reminds me of um, 
the little half outside, half inside place. I don't know what it's called. In um, Animal Kingdom Lodge, that's near the pool. Mara? Yeah. You can get there, sit there, except this has more, almost, I would say, high class. Not high class, but more fancy, sit-down-y kind of food, but in a counter service place. And I, I keep stressing it because, you know, like, usually I don't ever leave an empty plate. There's a lot of food here, and because... There's rice and there's grains and there's quinoa. It's hearty. It's very hard. It's very filling too. Not in a um, uh, like oh god, I feel gross that I ate it all. But again, it's value for the money, and it's a it's a good quality of food. I love the relaxing music. Can you hear it? It's just a very tranquil kind of drum, slow drums. And we are eating this hot dog. Okay, it could be me. I think it's one of the best hot dogs ever. Did you taste taste your hot dog? I'm sorry, I'm directing you now. That hot dog is so good. It's like a corn dog, but like the outside is like not as doughy, and it's like a very thin skin. Right. And it's so good, and there's so and it's juicy, and it's salty, and it's just I really like it. It's almost like a pretzel dog, but with a thinner kind of more like I guess like a I don't know what you would call it more f- like flowery, not flowery. I don't know, like a whiter dough, a different dough. It's like you took a crescent roll, wrapped a hot dog, yeah. and baked it in the crescent roll, yeah. took it out, and there you go. There you go. So I'm going to admit, like a I was—I just ate it. Giant pig in a blanket. That's it, what it is. is yeah. But I was fully expecting this to be a kid's version of just a hot dog wrapped in like a roll. And so when you're like, "Dude, try the hot dog," I'm like, "Lay off, man! I've eaten hot. I've been to the ballpark before. I've had a hot dog." Before. No, it's it was good. delicious and. I think that there's two things about it. First of all, the fact that it's an all-beef hot dog, you can tell the difference. It's a it's a thick it's a thicker oh, yeah. hot dog. It's not it's like, like a it's almost like a sausage yeah. thickness. But the the bread on the outside, again, it's not super thick. It's not super doughy. It is like almost, and it's almost like it's a hint giant. of a sweetness to it in the crescent roll. It's like a giant pig in a blanket. That's yeah. pretty much what nice it is. little yeah. bit. I think it's the butteriness of the the roll. I'm surprised at how much I like that hot dog. Just another thing I've noticed. Everywhere on property that has these new uh, serve-yourself fountain drinks has the chip in the cup, and it tells you you got to come back at this time. They don't have that here. And I wonder if somebody said, listen, we're not dealing with that bologna. I like that it doesn't have that. You can um, go up we're you. on a different planet right now. Exactly. Obviously, they don't, they don't have That's that. It. I just noticed you can literally see the grill marks from, like, this being, like, just, like, freshly made, freshly Freshly grilled. It's it could have been the safari vehicle. It could have been the safari vehicle ran over. <laughs> you know, different Earth, planet. Different planet. Long time. Why You're would right. the grill marks? Right. John's having a tough time understanding the fact that we're 4.4 4 right. light years away. You no, know, so, it just seems like we just crossed a bridge and we're just here. It went so fast. So what's interesting left? We've been going and eating and talking, whatever. And look at how much food we all have left in our. Indi- you can almost say that you could share. One, I mean, I think especially for lunch, you could share one of these oh, bowls. Yeah. And Lou Mangello doesn't normally say that I'll share a bowl with anybody. He doesn't want to share anything with anybody. I love to share. I'm a sharer. As long as we order different things, as I can taste some of yours. not food. I am a lovable sharing person. But get off my food. All right. So I think we should just... We can come back to the rest of our food, but we might as well just... Um, talk about the 800-pound blueberry cream cheese mousse with passion fruit curd in the center of the room. So we took a picture. We'll we'll post a photo. It's a, I don't know, maybe the diameter of a baseball, and it almost looks like it has 
egg, egg yolk. yolk on top. Um, but that's the passion fruit curd. Um, so when you see that it's a blueberry cream cheese mousse, you almost don't know what to expect or how it's going to be served. So Marion, you are the sweet eater. You're the resident sweet eater of the family. Okay. I'm going to be honest here. You get this and you think it's from like Disney Junior because it's bright purple in the center, bright blue on the outside with this giant yellow ball on the top. Like, oh my God, this is literally going to taste just like bubble gum. Like, this is going to be disgusting. But you cut into, I've only tried the purple blue stuff. It just tastes like a blueberry cheesecake and it's really good. It comes with like a blueberry sauce kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure this is like a passion That's the passion fruit, fruit curd on top. Yeah, that's good. It's like eating a banshee egg. <laughs> the top of it is pretty tangy and sweet, like passion fruit, and almost has like a mango-y taste to it. Mr. Raspberry sauce. But then the middle is just like a normal blueberry cheesecake. I really enjoy this. It's really good. 10 out of 10. It's no surprise that my daughter likes the sweet part of the meal. It looks BFP. No- it looks nothing like a taste. Nothing. Because no. if you close your eyes, that's a New York cheese, you know, a New York style cheesecake, a little softer, but it really is delicious. Now, the thing that makes it different to me is that thing that looks like an egg yolk on the top. The passion fruit changes the whole flavor profile, as does that raspberry. What do you call that? That puree, yeah. The sauce at the bottom, and sometimes you can miss that raspberry. So you can keep going back to it and getting different flavor. I really like this. So I think this is a very well-executed yeah. dessert because you're right. There are three or four different, to use your term, there's different flavor profiles in there. The thing I was afraid of was that it was going to be, I'm not an overly sweet person, and it's not because you really taste the passion fruit. You really taste the blueberry in there. They're not hiding flavor with sugar, exactly. It's really? a very sweet and sour, and they counter each other perfectly. Who likes white chocolate? I think you I'm do. I'm not a white chocolate. I'm not a white chocolate. Me neither. Person. So it's all right. Well, I'm gonna try yeah, it then, just you. for fun. Hmm. Just... Good chocolate. That's delicious. And again, I think that too is a, is something that's shareable, but it's not so heavy that you, when you go out into the 127 degree Pandoran heat, um, you know, you feel overly full. It's a meringue. There's also a meringue on top. And that dessert comes in at that's that's five twenty nine, and again I think that's I think that's a very shareable size portion, especially considering. No, no that that's actually not shareable. Well, for you, all right. No, no, that's not shareable. That's pretty. Right now, I'm actually having a tough time with the kids. I'm going to stab them a little bit. And I He's love them. He I, gave me the serious look. That's the most serious I've ever seen. Like, dude, no, no, no. That's not. Do not share. No, no, that is not shareable. You don't like, share like Lou, this is all fun and games, but you don't say that that's shareable. <laughs> If there was one sentence I can describe to that, when you go up to the counter, you go to the guy and you say, shut up and take my money. Yes. Well, I'll tell you something. I, I really, you know, again, we ate here for the first time during the media yeah. event. I've eaten here twice after. I always like to give it a few weeks so they can work out the kinks to see how things change, to see if service improves or, or doesn't. You know, depending. Uh, one thing I... Sh- I to note, and I think we talked about this when we did the review, was um, when you talk to the cast members, they're so excited to engage you because they all finally have a story to tell. They have a backstory that they want to share with you. But I think the food is fresh. It's plentiful. 
I think it's a great value. Like I've always talked about um, going to, to um, uh, Trails End. Uh, the, buffet, the buffet is like one of the best values on property. I think in terms of quantity and quality of food, this is very high in terms of top three values on property. I actually was a little nervous doing this with you today because when we do these things, usually we like the food. Sometimes we don't. But I was nervous because we loved it so much. What if we got here and they, it went downhill in a couple of days? And then you got to eat and be honest, it, it did not go downhill. It still impresses me. And I was curious, it's funny you say that, because I was curious if the portion sizes were going to change. Yes. You know, it's sometimes in a restaurant, you open up and everybody gets these huge portions. And then a few weeks or a few months later, you start to scale that back a little yeah. bit. I, I Listen, you don't hear Lou Mangel I did not finish my food. Like, I'm full. And I know we... Nobody did. Like, nobody... I mean, here, John. John wants to finish yeah, the dessert. No, no. I might go. But believe it or not, I actually want to have that last little piece of hot dog. Nicholas, what are you doing leaving a little... That tiny little piece of bun right there? I love me some bao buns. All right. So... Let's wrap this up. Let's, um... We're just going to wrap up. We're going to eat it. <laughs> no, I mean, wrap up. Oh, okay. Our discussion. Um, ladies first, give me your, your final thoughts on Satuli Canteen. See, listen to the music in the background, how nice yeah. that is. Okay, so overall, I'd say that the price for the portion is great. The atmosphere is amazing. The food, the quality and the quantity of the food is amazing. The service is great, and I like the way that they did just everything. I like the way that they, that when you come in, you know, they give you the menu, you go through the queue. It's almost, I don't know why I said queue. It's like almost a queue because you can see all the backstory as you're going to go get your food. Overall, it's one of my favorite things on property. I wow. Marion Rose, that's high, that's very, favorite. one of the favorites on property is a very high praise. You know this is from Pandora because the food is from Erwan. <laughs> However you say the name. It's really good. The portions are great. It's a great value. It's like there's great places. The air conditioning is great. And I love all the like seating and all how everything is designed in here. It's a great place to come. Great value. So if you came back, would you get the bow buns again or would you get a bowl? I would get a bowl exactly like John's. Which is really, really good. I would actually, you know what? I wonder if I could come back and get a, a bow, the cheeseburger bow bun and a kid-sized portion of one of the bowls. Because they do, they have the kids' bowls. Now, they're served with rice and grains or salad and a choice of small water or milk. Those are between $7.49 and $8.49. So you're saving about $5 on that. Which can go to your steamed buns. Just four dollars and forty nine cents a profit. So the for one pod. If, so if you if you want to get um, so that you could do a kids pod and an individual individual kids pod is served with chips and again a water or milk. That's no, seven forty nine. But you can get it without the chips. You can do it a la carte. It's like four dollars and forty nine cents. Yeah. Oh, look at you! That right there. Before, yeah. So look at so that right there is the tip of the week. Exactly. Yeah, you could get your you one can get. Pod. And then get a kid's meal, which still comes with everything else. And it's the same price as an adult, but you're having two separate experiences. Oh, that's the hack, right? This is a Thule hack right there. You are smart. SMRT. <laughs> and I have tried the curry uh, vegetable pod, and that's really good, too. I, I listen. It's a light curry. I, um, I love it, man. I love the flavors here. 
It's um, it's something different but still accessible. There's nothing scary on the menu because you can make it exactly what and the way you want it. And, and I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy being ha- having some sort of options in terms of what I'm going to eat and, and putting the, the proteins and the grains and the sauces together. And there's food here you cannot get anywhere else on Disney property. And that's probably the best thing, that you have to go to Pandora if you want this, this, or this. And I like that. And that's the way it should be. You know, Disneyland is very much like that. You need to go, you know, the only place you can get certain things is Bengal Barbecue. You have to go to New Orleans Square to get certain menu items. I I hope that, you know, I like this style of the create your own bowl. I hope they execute that elsewhere. But you're right. I hope that these individual items stay true to Pandora. I hope you're listening, Disney, for Star Wars and Toy Story Land. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we talked about the attractions and the land, thinking about if this is what they're doing with Pandora, imagine what they do with Star Wars. It's going to be interesting to see what the Star Wars dining options are going to be like. Everybody at the table smiling <laughs> when we said that. Um, Big Fat Panda, any final thoughts? It's well thought out. It's well... It feels like they really did conform this alien thing to try to go to human palates and I like that it really feels well thought out and it's you don't just look forward to the really great attractions the really great you know rocks floating rocks you the restaurant really is a thing uh, when you come here you feel like you have been transported everything is like you literally cannot find a single thing about Disney everything is completely swapped I love that Right, even here in the restaurant. Right? Yeah, they've changed everything. You literally cannot find Disney other than like on a T-shirt. No, no, not even on the T-shirts here. Nothing. Not only was it well thought out, but it's like it was well executed. Everything is, as Nick said too, it's like perfect. I'm like looking around, and it all like you can't even tell that this was that this isn't that we're not on Pandora. Like everything. Other than the people, obviously. It you can't like even tell that this was Camp Minnie Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will say this, because I think you all... I don't want to rehash what you said, because I think you all summarized my feelings as well. But as somebody who is a local, or even if you as a visitor, I would even say the Satuli Canteen is a, is a place that I would make a special trip to come and eat. So if I was going out with friends and say, oh, we want to go on property for lunch, a lot of times we say, you know, we think Disney Springs or go someplace in Epcot to go to a certain restaurant. So Thule Canteen is a place that I would make a special trip to come to because I feel comfortable sort of just hanging out here. I, I don't feel rushed at all to turn a table. I think I'm busy out there, but it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel that it's not crowded in here. This is not an overly crowded and, restaurant. And- it has air conditioning. There you go. Okay, so the takeaway is there's two main attractions and there's and there's a third attraction. It's well, another I, attraction. Yeah, and I, I would say four because I think the land is an attraction. Oh, yes, so, right. okay, I think this is the fourth attraction. But and you know what, though? The Even magical, the magical um, pathway, the bridge that takes you four light years into another uh, place. But, you know, I almost think we would be remiss, and I'm full. I'm full, except for that one little piece I want to eat right there. But I almost think, just to sort of commemorate our day together in Pandora, on the way out, maybe we get one of those Pongu Lumpias from Pongu Ponga. All right. I'm going to stop. John, just stop eating. I'm going to stop eating the cheesecake now. Wait. It's funny because... It's completely there's gone. Not, you don't need to lick the bowl. They'll clean it no, for okay, you. There's, there's, a you piece, there's a little piece. There's a little piece. It's not completely gone. 
Well, guys, this is Olis, and it's always fun um, going to the parks with you, dining with you, sharing a meal together, and being able to share it with you, the listener who is sitting next to me in this uh, empty seat at the table. But I want to hear from you. It's not creepy at all. It is not creepy. I want to know from you, have you tried Satuli Canteen in Pandora? Uh, not too far from Disney's Animal Kingdom yet. Please go to facebook.com slash Radio. Leave a comment there. But yet, go to www.radio.com. Click on this week's podcast. There you can leave a comment that will actually post right over to Facebook. And then, when you're done with that, they should go to bigfatpanda.com. And where else to find you? That's it, pretty much. On uh, Twitter is at bigfatpandashow. There you go. I'll put links to all that in the show notes. And lastly... From um, the Navi people themselves, Haya Lave, which means until next time. Haya Lave. Oh. Do my research. I have strived for since the very first episode and the thing that I love most about this community and family that you are a part of this WW radio family that we have created is being able to connect with you individually and more importantly in person when we get to do special events whether it's a meet of the month a special event in Walt Disney World or a cruise by the way thanks to everybody who has joined us on the cruise last week the double dip to Castaway Key and a few years ago Uh, I had one of my favorite, my personal favorite and most memorable Disney experiences. And at the time, it was known as Backstage Magic and took us through old Hollywood and a lot of backstage areas at Walt Disney Studios, Disneyland, and Nerd Alert Imagineering. And I loved it so much. We collectively loved and still reminisce about it so much that I want to do it again in 2018. And so I want to let you know that October 14th through the 19th, 2018, we are going to do a WW Radio Disneyland and Southern California Adventures by Disney. What does that include? A private Hollywood excursion where we go sort of following the footsteps of celebrities and a walking tour through Hollywood. We're going to go to the Chinese Theater, El Capitan, and the Hollywood Walk of Fame. One of my favorite and most memorable parts of the trip was something we're going to do again, which is getting a VIP tour of the Jim Henson Company Studios built on the original site of the old Charlie Chaplin Studios. We're going to visit the Walt Disney Studios and Walt Disney Archives. We're also going to get exclusive access at Walt Disney Imagineering, and we're going to sort of see where the architects and designers and storytellers and engineers and see how they create the magic at the theme parks and resorts. Maybe even get to shop at the Imagineering store. We're going to go behind the scenes at Disneyland, do some behind the scenes and sort of uh, special Disneyland park experiences. Don't want to spoil too much. We're going to tour the El Capitan. We're going to go get some VIP experiences at Disney California Adventure. We're going to stay at the Hollywood Hotel and Disney's Grand Californian. And there's other surprises that I just don't want to sh- spoil 
for you just yet because they're that good and they might be surprises to me as well. So space in this is very, very limited. It is a first booked, first confirmed, and I'm not saying that as a sales tactic. Uh, Our Adventures by Disney to Shanghai sold out in just 48 minutes last year. To find out more, you can visit www.radio.com slash ABD, like Adventures by Disney, www.radio.com slash ABD 2018. The dates again are October 14th through the 19th, six days, five nights in LA, Hollywood, and Disneyland. I promise you, uh, it is a it is an experience you will enjoy and love and savor and always remember. If you have any questions, you could message me on Facebook or email me, Lou at www.radio.com, and I hope to see you in California next year. time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see, sometimes in what you hear, maybe in what you remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a special Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I was talking about how much I love and eat at quite often Disney Springs, but I also love and miss and fondly remember the Adventures Club, which was the inspiration for last week's question, which was to tell me, where in Walt Disney World can you find a dessert called the Kungaloosh? Now, some of you consider a cocktail a dessert. I took that as an answer as well. But there is a dessert called the Kungaloosh in Magic Kingdom in Adventureland, in the Skipper Canteen. That's the answer I was looking for. I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, you were playing for my 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World book. All seven of my virtual audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, both of which you can find in the WW Radio shop or on Amazon, a WW Radio Magic Band 2.0 cover, some WW Radio stickers, and the brand new, not available in stores and not seen on TV, WW Radio Pop Socket and Stand for your phone. So last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Ashley Dunn. So, Ashley, congratulations. You use the online form. I have your shipping information. I will get your prize package out to you right away. But if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, as we approach the, yikes, 500th episode of WW Radio Mana Time Flies, and I'm getting ready, which means I'm in panic mode for D23 Expo next week, and I'm looking forward to seeing so many old friends and making new ones, including some guests who have been on the show in the past, including some Disney legends, and um, yes, I'm very excited to see the induction of new ones next week, and so the Disney legend is going to prompt the question for this week's trivia question. So tell me, who was the very first Disney legend to ever appear as a guest on the WW Radio Show? You have to go back in the archives on the site or on iTunes to find the answer. It's pretty interesting and I almost gave away a big hint, but I won't. But I will tell you that you have until Sunday, July 16th to go to www.radio.com 
click on the podcast button, go to this week's show, and use the online form there. There you can not only submit your answer, but your shipping address, because if you get it right, you get all of the same prizes, the book, the tours, the Magic Band cover, the stickers, and the WDW Radio Pop Socket. And by the way, if you're going to be at Expo, come over to the booth, and I'll give you one there. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so much for taking the time and spending and sharing it with me. Don't forget this weekend, July 14th through the 16th, Friday to Sunday, I'll be live all three days from the show floor at Disney's D23 Expo. You can follow along, be part of the conversation, have a chance to maybe win some prizes and uh, some of the surprises we have in store as well. You can watch and chat at facebook.com slash Radio. So make sure you like the page and turn on notifications because you don't know exactly when we'll be going live and who might be there as well. And I ask you please to, while you're watching, while you're chatting, please be sure and share your comments and thoughts, not just on Facebook, but on social and use the hashtag D23ExpoLive. You never know how or why that might come in handy. Uh, Again, thanks to everybody who came on the Double Dip Cruise last week. Thanks to everybody who's coming to Alaska next year. If you want to find out more about our WW Radio Cruise to Alaska next June, you can visit www.radio.com slash Alaska18. Thanks, as always, to some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family, including Jackie Basker, Joe Jeffrey, Elvis Morales, Cord Cooper, and Becky Malik, I sincerely appreciate every single one of you. And if you want to help the show, find out more by going to www.radio.com support. You can learn how you can get monthly scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group. There's personalized magic band covers, logo gear, backpacks, T-shirts, monthly uh, care packages from Walt Disney World, live video group calls, and lots more. And again, don't forget that a portion of your proceeds do go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Again, find out more by visiting www.radio.com support. In addition to the live broadcast coming from D23 Expo this weekend, don't forget that I go live every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the WW Radio page. You can connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello everywhere, including Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. I'll have information about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World uh, for... August coming very, very soon. Again, you can find out more by visiting the Facebook page. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Be heard on the air. Call us from the parks, from your home, from your car, or from D23 Expo. Also visit loumangelo.com. There you'll find about about other locations that I'll be speaking, sometimes in non-Disney-related capacities, or how maybe I can come to speak to your school, your conference, and your event. And really, one of the things I love doing most is working with you on a one-on-one or even small group basis to try and help you turn what you love into what you do. That's what you've done for me. I want to be able to give back and do the same thing for you and help sort of get you from where you are to where you want to be. If you visit loumangelo.com, you can find out how you can book a call with me, book some small group coaching, or find out about my Momentum weekend workshop in Walt Disney World this October 14th through the 16th. It is a very small, focused, interactive workshop. It's not just a number of speakers, but time that we really get to workshop your ideas, your business, your brand together. 
There's also an optional mastermind day on Tuesday. That is limited to just 10 people. There's only two spots left for that. I'll have a full speaker announcement coming soon, but don't forget that Duncan Wardle, the former vice president of creativity and innovation for the Walt Disney Company, is going to be one of our featured speakers. And I'm about to announce another one that I am sure you are going to enjoy and learn a lot from. To find out more, again, visit lumangelo.com. You can click on the tab or go to lumangelo.com slash momentum17. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mankin and her team. Looking forward to seeing them on the expo floor. If you're looking to come to World, Land, Cruise, or anywhere on the planet, you can visit them at mousefantravel.com for a free, no-obligation quote. And go visit little Timmy Foster at celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friend, and you, I'm talking to you, you are my friend, whether we've met yet or not. And all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends. Let other people know about it. Tweet out a link to this week's show. Retweet it. Share links from the WW Radio Facebook page to your page, your friends, or your community. And please, it's so helpful if you just take 30 seconds to go to iTunes to rate and review the show. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Disney Mom and Kid, who says it is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. She says, I have found my people. It is so good to know I am not the only adult out there with a Disney obsession. Lose personable, funny, and incredibly knowledgeable about everything Disney. Wow, thank you. And I learn something new every week. I'm also taller than I sound on the air. I especially recommend the episodes in which he interviews a Disney legend or personality. Those are truly wonderful. I also love the regularly guests, especially Tim and Becky. My son, age seven, is starting to listen with me. I love it. The show is absolutely family-friendly. It brings a smile to my face every time I see a new episode in my queue. Thank you, Lou. Disney Mom, that that um, review made my day. I'm smiling ear to ear. Rob Kellenberger says, best Disney podcast by far because food. He says, I love going to Disney World for a ton of reasons, but mainly the dining. Rob, we're instant friends. Lou does a great job reviewing restaurants and recommending great experiences. I really love the interviews with Disney legends as well. I tell everybody about the podcast. Thank you. Would highly recommend it. And podcaster JL says, one of the best podcasts, hands down. Thank you, Lou, for the amazing Disney coverage, inspiring stories, and heartfelt laughs. If we could only all share a giant meal in the park, podcaster JL, hit me up. We'll make that happen. Uh, thanks to all of you and everybody else who has reviewed the show. If you're not exactly sure how or where to do it, just go to www.radio.com slash iTunes. It'll give you instructions and it'll take you right there. I am super excited for Disney's D23 Expo this weekend. If you're going to be there, come by the booth in the Emporium for a handshake and a hug and some surprises. Interviews will be live broadcasting all three days. So if you can't be there in person, be there online, be part of the conversation. It's going to be a lot of fun and I really want to sort of bring that D23 Expo experience to you and share it with you. And in the spirit of being at and eating in Pandora this weekend, as the Navi say, Sivako, rise to the challenge. Whatever challenge you're facing, whatever challenge you want to face as you pursue the thing that you love most, rise to the challenge each and every day. I can't wait to see you in the box or on the floor this weekend. See ya. Hi, Lou Mangiello. This is Christine Morrison. I just found out about your podcast. Uh, my sister told me about it, and I have been binge listening from episode one. Actually, the very first episode I listened to was just your past uh, review of Pandora, and I was so moved. 
I was almost in tears listening to your guys' description of Flights of Passage. Um, my family and I have grown up with Disney. It's engraved in my soul. Um, I've been there a dozen times. Um, two years ago, we planned a family reunion, which is in 16 days and counting. My kids are beyond the moon excited. There's 15 of us going. I cannot wait to go to Pandora. Um, your show is making me that much more excited about Disney. Um, I used to be a Disney cast member. My brother's a Disney cast member. And your shows have given me so much more reason to love Disney, information I didn't know. The history is amazing. I love it. I hope to meet you one day. I also listened to your uh, Morimoto uh, Asia review of that restaurant in Disney Springs, and I want to eat there. Uh, you're amazing. Continue the good work. And I have many, many stories I would love to share with you, and I will call back periodically to give you some of my Disney experiences throughout my life. And take care, and I have to get back to listening to your podcast. So um, take care. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. This is uh, Tom Morris, a big fan of the podcast, and it's calling my uh, answer for the uh, movies you think uh, Walt would, would love if he got a chance to come back. Uh, there was about three that popped my mind right away. Uh, first of all, since Walt was a big fan of technology, he had to have been obsessed with uh, different innovations, and I think Tron would be the first one he would have just been guru about just for the fact that computers, visuals, all sorts of neat tricks, plus it's just a, a fascinating story. I think uh, another one he would have definitely loved would have clearly been Little Mermaid. It's the classic style with very catchy songs. And, of course, you know, great uh, family protagonist, uh, just a great, you know, classic Disney style. Uh, I also think just for the fact that Beauty and Beast was even nominated for Best Picture would have been a crowning achievement for himself. I think he would have definitely loved that uh uh, Beauty and Beast, but one I think definitely he would have just absolutely loved, which I think a lot of people don't forget, is technically a Disney movie, is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I mean, it's got all of the classic characters in it, it's, and of course, I'm sure you and he would have gotten a kick out of the idea of Mickey and uh, Bugs hanging out together, pulling a prank on poor Eddie Valiant, not to mention the whole concept of Toontown and everything about it. it that just screams a Walt Disney classic trope. It's similar to Mary Poppins with live action and animation combining together. And my last one, I think, uh, that he would definitely love, uh, just for the sake of, you know, Everything he his hands on you know, the idea of the parks and movies combining the first Pirates of the Caribbean, classic, classic, classic. Now others, I think uh, I'm sure he definitely would have loved to have done been involved in the Marvel film, and I'm sure Star Wars. Now that they own it, he definitely would have been excited about and the fact that the first Star Wars. Well, who knows where he would have gone with that after if he'd been able to see Star Wars or Disney would have gone further, you know, space or something they hadn't really got a chance to play around with as much. And I, another thing I think never gets brought up, but I think he would have loved, loved, loved the success DuckTales had in the 80s. Anyway, can't uh, enjoy the show. We'll be headed to the parks in September again.
Thanks, Lou. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Gabby Loxamana from Columbia, Maryland. Um, just calling in to quickly say hi and say how excited Joe and I are to um, be headed off to Anaheim in just about a week for D23 Expo. It will be our um, second expo, so we kind of know how it's going to be. I remember two years ago, our first one, we were so overwhelmed with everything. Um but I think this time we're going to keep it cool. And we're now that they've posted the schedule, we're kind of figuring out our game plan, what we want to line up for, who we want to see. Um, so currently working on our um, Disney bounds, uh, figuring out what we're going to wear. And um, it just, I can't believe it's already here. So we're super excited to see you and Becky and the rest of the gang um, on the show floor. Hopefully see you while you guys are recording. Um, And I guess I will see you in one week. Have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for everything you do. So thankful for everything you do. All righty. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Lou, this is Mark Reynolds from Swedesboro, New Jersey, giving you a call. Just got back from my uh, family Disney vacation and uh, had a couple of comments for you. But first, I just wanted to kind of ask you to lay off Home on the Range. Um, you know, that's kind of one of my family's favorites. Lots of quotable quotes from the, uh, that movie. Uh, and you got to give that a hard time a couple of shows ago. So just want to give a little love to that movie. Uh, second thing, uh, Pandora. Wow, that was amazing. You did definitely did not oversell that one. Uh, worth everything. The most impressive thing of the sounds, uh, walking <clears throat> from Discovery Island to Pandora, the change in what you hear, like within three or four steps, is so drastic. Going from hearing the Animal Kingdom music to the wildlife within Pandora was so impressive. Um, and also Flight of Passage, what can I say? you got to experience that one, that uh, amazing ride. And last thing, uh did take your advice uh, and went to the Contempo Cafe uh, for lunch one day. It was fabulous. My family was very impressed with the menu uh, for it being a quick service, but it was uh, excellent food. So thanks for uh, for that review and the advice to stop by there. Thanks for everything you do, Lou. Bye. This is Tony from Illinois, and um, answering the question, what Disney movie, what would I show him? And the one thing I kept coming back to, and this is a go with me here, is Mickey's Still Her Magic. Just show him how they can take things from all the great movies put them together and make something completely wonderful. So that is the movie I would show Walt. Hi, Lou. It's Sean Croft from Long Island, New York. Um, excited because as of today, we are 128 days away from our trip, running the two-course marathon in November for Wine and Dine, so I'm excited to see you and Deanna and the rest of the uh, WDW uh, radio running team family. I know Jackie's excited as well. Just finished listening to your show with Becky, and you talked about which films we think Walt would have uh, considered to be his favorite. When it comes to animated, obviously uh, movies like Beauty and the Beast 
and Little Mermaid because of the stories as well as the music, I think would have ranked high. But I think that his favorite would have been Frozen because I think that the technological advances in the animation would have blown him away. I think the story and I think the music was there. But I think he would have felt a personal connection because it was sisters, and I think it would have reminded him of his own daughters. When it comes to the live action, I think the easy answer is Pirates of the Caribbean. We know that he loved the attraction. But I think that he would have found parts of that movie to be just a little too scary for kids. Again, when I think about personal connection, I think about old classic Hollywood. He lived through it. Um, he was a glutton for new technology. He loved new technology, and he loved adventure movies. And, in fact, I think, you know, up until the time that he passed away, that was really where he wanted to transition. So when I think about advancing in technology, when I think about classic Hollywood, and when I think about adventure movies, I really think that his favorite live-action film would have been The Rocketeer. Maybe that's out of left field for some people, but I think that would have been it. I can't wait to see you guys in November, and I can't wait to hear your show uh, in regards to what you think would have been his favorite movies. Thanks, Lou. Rest in peace, the haunting spree.